Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast. My guest today is Sandeep Jain, founder of ListenMD. So Sandeep, thank you for coming. How are you today? Very good. Tell me about uh, ListenMD. What's the premise of the company? Well, as a doctor in practice for more than 20 years, I saw that there is a change in that with medical records and electronics, we are not communicating as patients and doctors with each other and among doctors. So, yeah. So in the past, we used to write short notes and call each other uh, and collaborate as doctor to doctor and would spend time with the patients um, face to face. Now the electronic record is uh, in the way and uh, we need to set up a new system to communicate uh, in a universal manner across everybody because, uh, we, because different electronic record systems limit the doctors to their organization or their EMR or their hospitals. So communication across systems has become impossible. That's crazy. So uh, I guess, have you seen doctors go in to talk to a patient and they're just looking at a screen and not even addressing the patient? Has it gotten that bad or what are some of the effects of this? Yes. Uh, so in the, the doctors have to repeat everything every day. So every time they see a patient, they are supposed to create an electronic record that encapsulates the whole detail and they get paid for it. And the more they document, the more they get paid. So their interest is always making sure to document. And the doctor who takes his time to do the right thing, call other doctors, talk to the patient for the longest time, has no time to write the best note and doesn't get paid uh, as much as the others. So it's It's a crisis, I think. Well, why wouldn't a doctor have a nurse with them and the nurse is the one, you know, or why wouldn't the doctor, let's say, uh, record the audio of an interaction and then give it to um, a nurse or a transcriptionist to make all the notes and everything so the doctor could just focus on the patient solely? That's happening. Uh, they hire PA or nurse or scribes to document, but that gets away from the core information. So what's happening is that the information that needs to be communicated between one doctor to another about a patient is a small fact, which is like an important essential uh, insight, which is basically becomes like a needle in a haystack. So uh, the doctor has to hide his needle of information in a lot of hay because that's how he makes his own hay, the money, uh, because he has to put it into the billable format. So the needle of information is always hidden in the hay and the other doctor who has to open his note has to sort through and try to figure out what this doctor is trying to say. Um, so so we are always hiding our information in excess information. So what if the doctors shared the needles without the hay? What if they could directly communicate essential insights to each other across systems, across the whole caregiver list of the patient without um, having um, the excess uh, data that the electronic health record requires. So it won't replace the electronic record, but at least important things won't be missed. 
So what, what, what does ListenMD do? Is it technology to use keyword searches in the electronic health record or to parse it in some way, or how does it work? What ListenMD does is provides a platform for communication among all the players involved in a patient's care. So there is a concept of a shared caregiver list, which is controlled by the patient, but everybody can see who is on that. So many times I see a patient who cannot tell me who all his doctors are, when he saw the last set of doctors, when he's seeing which doctor in the future, and how am I going to coordinate his care if I don't even know who the players are. So just by the fact that the patient and all the doctors can have an app that utilizes the same database that connects um, in a secure uh, HIPAA-compliant manner all the doctors together. What's happening nowadays is uh, data overload, that the doctors are overwhelmed with data. So the current systems that are provided by the electronic health records and hospitals try to give all the information to everybody, but then everybody does not have it. So what I'm proposing is, as back to the basics, why not everybody know who the other players are in a patient's care and then essentially communicate with them directly, share packets of information such as a message, a photo, or a short video clip. And uh, of course, the detailed notes and records can follow. So what are some of the stumbling blocks to doing this? What do you see? Uh, excuse me, what did you say? What do you see as some of the stumbling blocks to accomplishing this and getting it done? Uh, for ListenMD, uh, there is a sense of data overload that doctors have. Doctors are, not just doctors, everybody nowadays is overwhelmed with technology. Uh, there is a loss of attention span. We are overwhelmed with data and apps and messages and information. So to ask doctors to use another um, app is a challenge, but but I'm having good traction in that because once doctors realize that this app allows them to message each other uh, essential information without disturbing them, they get uh, uh, they start using it, and the patients love the fact that they can get all their doctors on the same page. Uh, one of the uh, important things on this app is the idea that information uh, is sent at the other doctor's convenience. So what happens is if a doctor wants to message another doctor, he can send it in an intelligent communication based on the importance of the message and based on what the other doctor wants uh, in that it, the message comes on their time. So there is a delaying of the message intelligently uh, so so that doctors don't feel that they are uh, disturbing each other all the time. So that that aspect is very important because right now every nurse, every one texts and sends the doctor information all the time. But if that can be managed so that the less important stuff gets uh, all put together and comes at 5 p.m. and the important things show up. Uh, you know, what, what's happening is there is a information overload. So because of that, um, we are having a, a fragmentation of attention. Every time a doctor gets disturbed by a message, uh, there is a, a studies show that it can take up to half an hour for him to get back into his previous uh, thinking mode. So, so we are basically um, so distracted. Uh, so this app is trying to reduce the distraction and yet 
improve the communication. I see what you mean. What are some stats that you see? Um, how long is the average time a doctor spends with a patient and how many distractions come at them during that patient time? What's your estimate? Well, uh, in my uh, life, uh, I keep my phone on because I'm a critical care doctor as well as a sleep medicine and pulmonary doctor. So, uh, so there may be critically important messages that have to come. So uh, if I'm seeing 10 patients in that day, maybe uh, at least two or three patients um, would get disturbed by some call that comes in the middle uh, about something. Many times it's a text from a nurse and many times it wasn't necessary right away, but I don't know what is necessary and what was not. So if this app allows that sending nurse or doctor to delay the unimportant message, but send the urgent message through, that itself would reduce my distraction. So are you implementing ListenMD in your practice? And if so, what are you observing? I'm using it with my office staff and my uh, doctors who I am in my circle, but it is not yet um, taken off as to be universally used by every doctor who communicates with me or every nurse who communicates with me. But that would be the goal that I want it to be used more and more as to where I am and slowly increase um, the usage so all the doctors in my area are communicating through it. So how does it work? Let's say um, you know a nurse on your staff gets a message about a patient. What would they normally do and what do they do differently with the app? Yes, uh, what's happening right now is that there is something called patient portals. Uh, the patients are encouraged to join portals where they can message different doctors and each doctor they see has a different EMR and they have to remember 10 passwords and 10 different portals and they message all sorts of important things and unimportant things on the portals and the doctors and their offices on the other side are totally overwhelmed by these messages that they cannot handle. There's so much volume that comes that the important questions and the unimportant questions are all mixed together. So there is a reluctance among some doctors, in fact, to even allow patients to use this portal messaging system because it's so open. The patient can say anything at all, and then they might have to respond to it. So ListenMD allows the patient to load the app called ListenMD. The doctor loads the app called ListenMD Doctor, and and so does his staff. So it allows messaging on a universal page uh, in the doctor's office in terms of home messaging. So if the patient says, and the patient limits messaging to alerts. So patient has knock, knock, I am emergency. I have sickness. I am uh, requiring appointment. I need medication refill. So he has pre-selected uh, ways of uh, alerting the doctor's office. And then the doctor office can open the window and say, yes, what's the matter? You said you are sick and let's discuss. And that is messaging done right away without waiting for the portal to open and yet is more responsive and it triages the type of messaging properly. So in my office, the situation has totally changed now. Patients can call uh, knock, knock, I'm sick type of message. My office staff responds to them and say, what's the matter? And then they message me on the app asking, can he have some antibiotic? And I say, have the antibiotic. And they say, take the antibiotic to the best patient on it itself. And then a month later, when I see the patient, that messaging stream is copied and pasted into the electronic record uh, for me to use. So it 
improves my documentation and makes my uh, understanding of what happened to the patient in the last month so much more accurate. So what has it done to the volume of messages you get? Has it reduced it or has it, like, how has it changed your workday? Um, we're still uh, trying to uh, use it among all the patients. So among the patients that I'm using it with, it has uh, had a great benefit because I am able to communicate about patients use, utilizing snippets of information. So there was a patient who had a problem with the uh, echo. Uh, in, so I could take a video, a 10-second clip of just the important part of the mitral valve, which seemed to be wrong. And then I could send that short video to the cardiologist. And he said immediately, yes, this is something important. Uh, or I could send x-rays uh, to the other doctor about how his x-ray looks much worse. Um, uh, the most uh, useful thing for me has been uh, the lack of stress because as a lung specialist, I see patients who have something we call lung nodules, parts on the lung that um, could turn out to be cancer. So in the past, it was such a stressful thing that you might forget to follow up on it and then it will become cancer and it will be too late. But now I take a photo of the nodule as I uh, put the CD into my computer and then it's with me all the time. I show that to the patient, and then I put an alarm on my app six months later. Alarm to me, alarm to the patient, alarm to my office staff. Nobody can forget. The patient will never have a situation where he goes too long and turns up. It turns up into a large cancer uh, without no without anybody finding out. So, so, so the lack of stress is what I find nowadays. That's crazy. Huh. <clears throat> Do you feel like you have more time with patients? Or uh, do you have uh, more time in your day, or is just is just a lower stress level? So the the reduced stress of uh, not forgetting anything because then can set my alarms. Uh, as I round on the patients, uh, I can send my billing information to my biller, so there is a improved uh, revenue that way. But uh, the ability, and I can stratify. I can choose which patients I allow. Um, to pull my chain, so to say, right? I mean, most patients I allow, okay, you can send me an emergency alert all the time, but some patients who I think may not need it or who may be misusing it, I sort of just say, okay, you only have an appointment alert and, you know, uh, I don't allow them to sort of alarm me all the time. So, um, so the ability to know that your favorite patients can call you at any time uh, is uh, useful to me. Uh, but every doctor may not be the same. Some doctors don't want anybody to call, uh, but then they can set use that their setting like that. Uh, those doctors uh, will have their office um, open up the message. But on the uh, office side, the staff members still benefit from the stratification of the messaging because the messaging being appointment sickness, emergencies, and medication refills come up in different uh, buckets, so to say. So then if uh, if right now a doctor was getting 30 messages in, or the office was getting 30 messages, they would call all 30 of them to find out which one was the important one. Here in the morning when my office comes up, they know which are the two patients who were really sick, who needed appointment and who needed uh, something else. So, And the messaging among offices is useful because sending the PDFs between uh, one doctor to the other is always a problem because the EMRs are not sharing the data. So one doctor's office and another doctor's office uh, are always having this game of this uh, fax machine. But among the offices who are using the app, we are able to share the PDFs easily uh, on that patient's page so that 
uh, everybody knows what's going on. So if Dr. A um, uh, consults Dr. B and their office sends the records over to Dr. B, next morning while the two doctors meet in the uh, hospital, Dr. B can pull up that PDF. So the connection between office to hospital and between the offices becomes very important. And, and when we discharge patients, we give them appointments right away. Uh, so I, I, I just made this app for myself. So of course I would love it. So uh, uh, other doctors are loving it. It has uh, something for everybody. Uh, and the patients love it because they know that they can have all their doctors in one screen and all the appointments in one screen and all the reminders of their appointments and then they know that they can share that data of when, which doctor they are seeing when with all their other doctors. So uh, South Florida, where I am, is very fragmented. There is a Cleveland Clinic, there is um, Memorial, Broward General, different hospitals that use different EMRs. One uses Cerner, one uses Meditech, one uses uh, Epic, and they don't talk to each other. And even if they did talk, there would be too much data flowing around. But the ability for the patient to um, put all their doctors in one app and then decide which doctors they want to share with everybody. And then when they go to a doctor who's across into another system, those doctors can uh, easily communicate with the other doctors. So it helps, uh, it helps the patient in that a patient who has doctors in Cleveland Clinic um, and in plantation where I am can communicate among each other with, because even though they are on different systems. Um, why is this uh, not a problem with the current EMR and HIPAA system? Why is your app allowed to function and share this data when the EMR doesn't or can't or won't? Well, it's uh, medical information is uh, subject to a lot of sharing rules. There is Health Information Portability Act called HIPAA. I had to be very careful when I built this system uh, to follow all the rules uh, regarding HIPAA. Uh, the fact that uh, we are sharing only the information about the caregiver, getting consents at each step, and using a shared database which matches the patients together so that if one doctor loads 5,000 patients, second doctor loads 5,000 patients, and the third doctor loads those patients, the system will match that patient with its name, date of birth, and other information. So that took a lot of work to make a system that can match things together. Now, there is something called health information exchange. Uh, there is uh, something that is happening. So I do think in five years, um, a doctor could pull up a patient on any system he's on and go into the data of that patient in other hospitals. But but that's far away. There hasn't been the sharing of data seamlessly that should have happened long ago. Like when medical records were made electronic, the idea was that people would share them. But then it was very fragmented. There were different companies and different systems. And the interest of those companies and systems is to um, limit the sharing. Um, the government is trying to uh, make them open up, but it is taking time. Uh, so ListenMD is a solution for now um, and I think for the future too because even if I was to have all possible information on a patient, do I really have the time to go into the five hospital systems he went to in the last year and to the five different doctors' offices he went to and wade into their data streams and collect all the information myself? Isn't it simpler for me to know who the doctors are 
and quickly message them and say, hey, what was the pathology? What was that blood test? Did he really have the rheumatoid disease? You know, so I can ask selected information. So if we doctors are able to curate the information and present it to each other in a more succinct manner, we save each other's sanity and time. So what's next for ListenMD? How is it going to be evolving over the next six months or a year? It's work in progress. We have added uh, telemedicine. So I can do video telemedicine with the patients. Uh, and uh, as medicine moves towards um, a population health uh, basis, when you move towards quality of care, then using something that improves communication will become more important. Uh, there are accountable care organizations that benefit by reducing the cost that Medicare spends for each patient. So right now, doctors uh, unfortunately haven't had the incentive to do this type of uh, communication because, uh, okay, you got sick, go to hospital, I'll see you there and charge you again. But if I'm going to be paid as a doctor to take care of the patient's health, and if by calling him at midnight and preventing that admission saves me money, I would do that. So uh, I think the economics of the system are changing, the way the payments are changing. So this type of communication system is essential moving forward, both for quality of care, uh, but in you know how the economics of the system is um, that too. And and the telemedicine will become very important because it no longer will be important to ask the patient to come back and say, okay, I will tell you your lab results when you come to see me again. Uh, I would share the lab results with you uh, on the phone. I would send the results to you through my app to your app. I would um, document in my app that I talked to you and uh, maybe on video too. And that's all we were discussing, uh, lab results. So why does the patient have to come and see me again and have his blood pressure measured? So, so, uh, but, but right now, the economics dictate that the patient come back um, and get that done. But in the future, that is going to change. So uh, that's why I think ListenMD is uh, very timely. Makes sense. Okay. And then uh, the patients themselves, have they given you good feedback? Like what's their perception in your practice? Oh my God, they love it. Just today, I saw a patient uh, uh, in my free clinic. You know, the uh, health system I have runs of uh, indigent clinic. And the patient came in and the niece was there. And she was having a folder like six inches thick with all the records and notes about the patient going to this hospital and that hospital. And she was so organized. I was quite amazed. So uh, when I said, oh, my God, I'm going to show you my app. So I had her download the app for the patient. And then she saw that you can keep all the doctor's names in it. And my app on the, on the patient side even has a place where you can attach documents. So you can attach a PDF or uh, take a snapshot of the portal she goes to for a patient and with some lab. So all these stuff that we want patients to save, they can save in their app and then they can slide and send it over to us. So why not make the patient a partner in the care that we give to them? The patient is the one yeah, who can go to different portals uh, uh, and we can tell the patient, get labs from there, get this from there, get your x-ray report from there. They will put that into their app and they can slide and send as messages to me where then I can copy and save it in my EMR. Makes sense. Very good. So what's the best way for uh, people to get in touch and, you know, maybe to use ListenMD in their practice? 
or to uh, find, I don't know if you have a list of doctors that are using it. I mean, I probably would prefer to go to a doctor that has this versus not. So what are some resources for listeners? Well, uh, of course, ListenMD is available on the App Store and Google Play. And as of now, anybody can load it. When they choose add a doctor, if they put the phone number of the office of a doctor who already is using ListenMD, it will populate and they can connect right away. But if not, they can put the doctor's name by hand and the information by hand and put their own appointment uh, time by hand. And then it becomes an alarm clock. So if a patient had 10 doctors and they are all in California and nobody's using the app, that's okay. They still get to know who their doctors are on one page. They get to have reminders of when to see the doctor uh, the day before and two hours before. And by chance, if some doctor starts using the app, that doctor will now see what the appointment times of the other nine doctors are. And as the second doctor uses the app, he can communicate with the first doctor. So uh, I want it to grow from both the patient side and the doctor side. So patients load the app independently and uh, can use it to organize their information. And among doctors, any doctor can load the app, but they have to load a different app, ListenMD Doctor. And then they can push the button called Trial uh, Try ListenMD. And that allows me to activate their free trial and uh, the messaging between doctor and to doctor is always going to be free because that's the whole idea that you want every doctor anywhere in the country to communicate with any doctor anywhere else across systems, across EMRs, no matter what. But then if there are other uh, services they want where they want bulk uploads of all their patients, they want to do video telemedicine, they want to have their office staff organize information, do research. So different practices have different needs. And then uh, then I'm still working on making the best business model for it. But for now, of course, as you know, for uh, uh, for apps, uh, growth first, money later. All right. Well, very good. Well, Sandeep, I really appreciate this. This is a great thing you're doing. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling people about it. Very good. Thank you for having me on this podcast. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.